0: Welcome to A Word with Dr. Shirley, a podcast for faith, inspiration, and empowerment. A Word with Dr. Shirley starts now. Praise the Lord. Greetings, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another segment of A Word with Dr. Shirley. I am your host, Dr. Shirley, and I am so excited to be here today with my very special guest, Ebony Michelle Collins. And I just want to take a moment to briefly introduce this woman of God. She is a Christian counselor, humanitarian, and the director of care ministry at her church. She has also recently joined my team at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry as an outreach coordinator. And we're so excited to have her with us today. Welcome, welcome, woman of God. How are you?
1: I am great. Thank you, Dr. Shirley, for having me on. It's been a blessing. I am totally elated for the opportunity.
0: Praise Mm -hmm. me. Yes. And I'm even more excited about your topic for today, which is the path to destiny, the path to destiny, or even from your personal experience, your path to destiny. So tell us your story, woman of God. Let's just start with your story.
1: Well, I can, I can say um, from birth, um, when I was birthed, my mom told me the story of that I'm a miracle to even be here um, because during that time when I was born, I was mm-hmm. born sick and the God placed in her to do mm-hmm. a prayer and she prayed and she said, Lord God, if you allow her to live I will have her in church every day of her life, including myself. So I can say that God has blessed me. I have done just that. Um, it says train up a child right. uh, in the way it should it, that child should go. And I feel like that's what my mom did. She actually did that and in, in prophesized over my life. And I can tell that, During, I've had trials and tribulations, I've had different things and hurdles, but I know recently God has healed my focus where my vision has been impaired due to COVID. I I suffered with long COVID, and um, He healed me physically and He has healed me emotionally and spiritually. And I can say it's by God's grace that I can see today, and I cannot say anything, but it was God. They brought me through, no matter what came my way, I was able to overcome. And I know that I am an overcomer. Mm. I use that. I actually use Mm -mm -mm. the pain for my purpose to be built, my God given purpose on life. And so with that being said, Mm. I cannot keep my mouth closed. And not say that God has blessed me so I can be a blessing to others.
0: My God, what that is so beautiful that, you know, usually a a major point such as, you know, God blessing you to be a blessing or using your pain for purpose is sort of what we'll kind of conclude with or summarize with, but you open with that, you know, huge nugget (laughs) to let us know that, you know, you didn't allow the circumstances you didn't allow your life circumstances to circumvent you, right? And to a lot of times what happens is life happens and people because they don't process the pain in their lives then you know what could have essentially been just a minor setback actually ends up setting them back for longer than God intended because they don't process. The pain properly. And when you process your pain properly, then you're able to find the purpose in it. Then you're able to see God through it. Absolutely. Um, Where a lot of times the yes, the enemy will come and make people think that you know, God is nowhere in what you went through. And matter of fact, why didn't he pull you out of it? And so when people are not able to reconcile where God is in their story, they might become bitter, angry, or you know, they just open up themselves to the lies of the enemy. So I'm really grateful that one, you had a praying mother, okay, Absolutely. or or mm-hmm. praying somebody. Right? It's, it's always a blessing when we when we can have that to say that in our even in our childhood, which is our foundation, that we had uh, someone praying for us early on in life, because it's really in those early years that the enemy does the most damage in the lives of people right? He plants so many evil seeds in their minds and, you know, he causes them to, his whole goal is to make them have a false view of God or even a poor self-image so that they can't relate to God in their adult years. Um, so I'm really glad that you had that strong foundation with your mom and, um, and for some that are watching today it may not have been your mom it could have been a praying grandmother or a praying aunt for me it was my godmother that was my my everything through her ministry through her lifestyle i came to the lord and so you know we give honor to those godly people that he placed in our lives early on that had such a great impact on our spiritual development right because Um, we have that today as part of our story to share with others. So thank you for, um, you know, sharing that. And so I want to move to our next point is, what do you hope, you know, just with the parts of your story that you shared, what do you hope that people that are tuned in will learn from your story?
1: That you
0: have to have
1: compassion. The root of you, if your root is not good, your fruit Is not good. And I believe that when you turn into yourself, and that root is compassion for me, that root is self control for me, that root is joy for me. And you have to start inner, and it's baby steps. And I realized that God opened me up to be able to speak and tell my story to whoever I meet. Because if I don't do that, I'm not going to give him the glory. I always want to decrease me and increase him and that you see him in me. And I just thank God if you would hold on to that and ask him, Lord God, show me the direction that I should go. And he gives you step by step by step. You have to trust him. He asks you, do you trust me? And so he will give you situations and obstacles Mm -hmm. in your way to show you how you will come back and face him, how you will bring it back to him, how you will talk it through, how you will allow him to be, start as a friend and work your way to being his, being, he is your father. Because a lot of people meet him as a friend. Then he, it develops. He's always your father, but in your headspace. They come as a baby Christian. I feel that. And you build it up where he's your confidant for real. And you can tell him anything and he can guide your direction. And I believe if you would go deep inside and start the health check with inside yourself and build that root and grow it and realize that he is here for you. You can throw all your cares upon him. And He will guide your footsteps, and He will never steer you wrong. Mm-hmm. Even though if us is an obstacle, you realize that He's still with me. He's still with me with these obstacles. Even though this is a part of the process, and the pruning is not easy, you might feel like you're alone, mm-hmm. but you're never alone. He is always with you, and He you He always uses the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit to guide you and to listen to that. And if you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, he will never stray you. And that's that's my word to anyone that is going through something, that they need to take the time and be still. It's a reason why God says be still, because you need to hear his voice. His sheep knows his voice. And so with that being said, if you're not still enough and you don't trust mm-hmm. him enough, you're not going to get guided to do the steps And you have to be sensitive because pruning is not easy. Like I said, it is a process and people like to get to the destination fast, but it's a process because that process is gonna help someone else. It's not really about you. It is actually about him and they seeing him through you. And that's what I would tell someone. Amen,
0: amen. Oh, that's great. It's great. I want to dissect. You made some really good points. And I want to just go in there a little bit and dissect it. Um, because you use some strong terminology that perhaps people that, you know, there's some people tuned in that may not be biblical scholars, they may not be as spiritually sound or biblically sound, they might not understand the context of pruning. You know, you're talking about the 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 root uh the the root determines the fruit. And so let's go back a little bit to explore some of those things. Um because especially you know you kind of started the conversation by showing us how strong your foundation was spiritually because you came from obviously a christian upbringing you had you know your mother that was there praying over you and and really laying out the foundation for you which is phenomenal and i actually it's ideal that's really the household every child deserves to grow in every child deserves to have a parent or parents that will put them on that path and love them along the way. So unfortunately, many of us did not have that, right? (laughs) We didn't have that privilege. A lot of us came from broken households. A lot of us, it was not a, a... it was a, a extended family member meant maybe, or it was a church leader or a coach or someone outside the home that really was our guide along the way. And it possibly didn't even happen until our old much, we got much older, right? A lot of yeah. people did not have what you had, but I want to make the point that it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter how you came to Christ. What matters is what you do from the point of meeting him on, right? And so the tree and the pruning and all of that we're talking about, I want to talk about the fruit or any spiritual fruit for that matter. The way that that takes root in someone's life is first having the seed of the word sown. Yes. The seed of the word of God has to be first sown. Now, sowing and reaping is a concept Anybody can understand, even if you're not spiritual, I think I can make this where everybody can understand it, right? If yeah. You have a seed. What does a farmer do with a seed? A seed is into a ground or soil. And in the Bible, there's parables to depict that the seed of God's word has to be found, has to be planted in the the, the soils of our hearts, right? And so the condition or the state of our hearts will determine how deep or how, not only how deep the seed is sown, but how fast it replicates or reproduces itself. The condition of the heart is everything. That's why um, when we come to Christ, he doesn't ask for anything else but our hearts. He doesn't he care how you come. You know, He doesn't care what sin you just committed before you came. All he cares about is that your heart is in the perfect condition to receive the seed of his word. And what makes your heart perfect is your faith. Yeah. Doesn't matter how much of it you have. As long as you can believe, you can receive. And so I want to put that out there for someone who's like, wow, like, I don't know if I can relate to Ebony. She, She, you know, she grew up in a Christian household and she had this Christian environment. I didn't. Doesn't matter. You know, what matters is... At whatever point you met Christ, or even today, if this is your opportunity to really have a divine encounter, will your heart be ready to receive? Is your heart postured? Do you have enough faith to believe so that the seat, as we're releasing the word right now, we're sowing the word, we're going to be giving scripture. As long as you can receive that in faith, then the process begins, or the, the seed to, you know, germinate and bring forth fruit in your life. Okay. Yes. So I just wanted yes. to put that out there because- Again, you know, we our viewers stem range from all kinds of people—believers, non-believers. Yes. You know, baby Christians, seasoned Christians, and so it's important to 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 lay that foundation. But now that we understand this idea of the the Word of God being seed that is sown in our hearts for us to grow and become all that He has called us to be. So the difference between. The person that, you know, is flourishing and the person that's barely, you know, uh, uh, looking barren and dry in a season is really, again, how much are they letting the word of God dwell in them and how much are they uh, uh, allowing the Holy Spirit that will come in, you know, comes in to teach you to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, to teach you, right? How much will you allow the Holy Spirit to come in and, and water that thing and, and like really give you day-to-day practicality of how to live and carry that word out and really help you meet you right where you are? The the Holy Spirit is not yes. trying to get you yes. to look like Jesus on day one. <laughs> He's not this trying to say, you know what? You got saved yesterday, you have 20. 20- Listen, you have 24 hours to look like Christ. No, ma'am, no, sir. It's a journey. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. And and this is why I love this topic. Come on. This is why I love the topic Mm -hmm. because it's almost like instead of maybe I should have titled this the journey to destiny instead of the path because journey really depicts process, right? Um, It's a process. It's like wherever you start, it's of no effect. It doesn't matter where you start, as long as you get there, as long as you start, as long as you, you know, you acknowledge that Christ is the beginning. He is the end. He is the author. He is the finisher of your faith. Then we're in good company. Okay. And so after the word of God takes, you know, really deep deep root in us, then, we you know, we can begin to bear, you know, the, some of the spiritual fruit you were referring to, uh, in the beginning, because that is not something that unbelievers struggle to understand. Like, how is it that you're so patient? How is it that that doesn't bother you? How is it that you're so kind? And why do you love people the way that you do? <laughs> yes. That doesn't come from us. It does not. God is love. That is not a natural. (laughs) Listen, let's be clear. Okay. And we're not a bunch of actors and actresses. Also, whatever you see emanating from a life of a believer who is truly a devout uh, disciple and, and child of God, that is literally the fruit. That's, that's the, that's the, that's the, you know, the seed of the word, the seed of the presence of God, just doing its thing, blossoming in that person, a germinating in that person. And you, you know, you might see them in one season and you're just like, that's not who I remember seeing two years ago. Like, who is this person today? Well, that person remained planted. You know, Psalm 1 talks about the blessed man being like the tree that is planted by the rivers of water and whatever they do prospers. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so we have to become, We, you know, we'll start as that little seed, but then we got to become a tree. Not only Absolutely. do we have to be grow into a tree, we have to be a tree that's that's planted. That tree has to be planted by the rivers of water, which represents the presence yes. of God. Okay, so it's not my objective is not only to grow up uh, to become this tree, but I want to be a tree that's planted, because if I'm not planted, I can be uprooted. If I'm not planted, then I'm going to blow. Listen, I'm going to go with the wind. You know, I'm not going to be stable. I'm not going to be consistent. I'm not going to be positioned to bear fruit no matter what season I'm in that's right and so that's, that's what makes the, un, the 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 believer different that's what makes us different because we can go through the same storm and come out differently you know absolutely absolutely those of us that are planted we come out looking like nothing that we went through we Not have to tell like you <laughs> <laughs> we have to tell you what we went through um Come on. Yes. Come on. So I just, again, you know, some of the parts of what you said in the beginning when you use the language of trees and uh, uh, seeds and fruit and pruning, I got to talk about pruning real quick. And so where pruning becomes vital for us, because, you know, I painted this imagery of a beautiful tree that's tall, that, you know, uh, swaying gently in the wind and it cannot be plucked up. It cannot be uprooted. Well, this tree needs maintenance. Yes. This tree needs care, and God is the gardener that will come to this tree and every so often will snip away at branches. Now, with pruning, I want to be clear that pruning is very separate from trimming. Right? Mm-hmm. Trimming will snip away at overgrowth, at uh, 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 things that you know the extra parts that don't need to be there, but pruning. Aims for dead parts of the tree, aims for diseased parts of the tree, things that can choke the life out of the tree. Yes, so when God comes in to prune, it would behoove us to just let Him do it, (laughs) absolutely, let Him do it. Let listen because (laughs) we may not. The tree doesn't have the IQ, come on, the tree doesn't have the IQ of the gardener to know what are the harmful parts of it that need to go. Absolutely. And by the way, the harmful things in our lives can be very, um, they're not always external. So it's not always people, people, because a lot of times when people think about God cutting you know things out about it. It's like oh they're like oh yeah, god, you can take away the toxic people out of my life and leave everything that doesn't serve me. But sometimes, especially when we talk about disease, diseases are internal. Yes. I can't see what's in my bloodstream unless I get a, a, a blood draw. That's right. And a doctor, a, dox, a a seasoned clinician can walk up to me, look into my eyes and diagnose me without even a blood test because Their expertise and their years of experience will detect what's going on inside of me before I can even prove it with a blood draw or lab, right?
1: And so I say that
0: to say this, that there are. A lot of times, the pruning that the things, the parts of us that need to be uprooted and cleansed out and and removed, are internal things. It could be thoughts. It could be habits. It could be vices. It could be uh, a bad doctrine. It could it, it's, it's yes. things that are undetected with the naked eye. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. I am so. But- Engage with that. I can, I can attest to that. The trials and tribulations that may come your way. um, You definitely have to allow God to touch every room in your house, not just the living room, not just the basement, every room, because that is going to build your heart posture. That is going to build your character. When it comes to God and you're for Christ, how can you be a representative for Christ if you're not going to allow him to prune you? You have to get out of his way. And he knows better than you. He knows that and he knows yes. your destiny. He knows the pur- purpose and um, what he has for you. And he can see further than you. So for you to think you know better than God, wh- why would you? why would you even think that? Because he created you. For purpose, you are here for purpose.
0: Can can oh my God, woman! Well, I, can I just can I just tag? <laughs> Let me just jump into what you just said about God knowing your destiny and the reason connecting that with the idea of pruning. You see, when a gardener prunes, and Jesus depicts this in John chapter fifteen, where he talks about. Herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit. And he talks about how, um, in order for you to bear more fruit, you have to have you have to go through that pruning process, right? And so when God is pruning, just like when a gardener is pruning, the gardener is thinking about the outcome and not just that moment in time. He's not thinking about, you know, uh getting rid of branches that may have fruit on it, right? But again, the fruit that he's getting rid of is probably diseased anyway. It's probably gonna, you know, if not removed, it's gonna choke the life out of the tree. But again, he's thinking about the end yes. of it. He's thinking about the outcome of the tree the, or the destiny of the tree. And so, in the same way, when God is pruning our lives, He's thinking about multiplying us. He's thinking about us being a uh, 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 fruitful in the sense of us being able to do more go further than we ever imagined not there's layers on the inside of us there's things about us that we haven't even discovered yet you can live your life with yourself you can live with yourself your whole life and still not know you okay (laughs) there (laughs) are this untapped potential listen i'm speaking from experience if i had time listen sometimes i look in the mirror i'm like who is this (laughs) <laughs> because yes. I know who I was. Listening. like how did we get here and how are we doing this there's things that I've done I didn't even know I could do yes because God knows what he put in you, and especially when give. he's ready when you're in <laughs> listen <laughs> when he's ready to pull that thing out of you ready or not you're going to have to step up to the light
1: because Absolutely.
0: he knows you know uh, Gideon Get, here's Gideon, for example, who is in a situation where, you know, his he's thinking, he's planning for his demise. He's thinking, let me get my last meal together. Let me, because I'm about to die of starvation with the Midianites that are in the land, ready to kill us off. And the angel comes with him before him. He's feeling like, just for lack of a better word, a punk. Okay. He's feeling like <laughs> this small. Nobody. And then the angel announces, you mighty man of valor. And he's like, who are you talking to? (laughs) Did I miss something? No, sir, you did not. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you, Gideon, because I know what I put inside of you. I know what yes. I've put inside of you. I know no one can declare you're ready more than I can because not only that I, I know what I've put inside of you, I've already seen you in your future. I know what yes. you have the capacity to do. Furthermore, you're not, you're not going to have to do it alone. I'm going to do it through you and with you. That's right. Okay. And so there's, listen, there's so many layers to this, but I really love the direction this conversation is going in because I really feel that, you know, someone is going to be empowered to know that if I really allow um, myself to journey with God, if I really allow myself from the time that I meet him to the time that he escorts me into my destiny, to the time that he ushers me into my place of promise, like he said he would for the Israelites and did. We'll talk about them in a minute because we'll talk about how 98% 98% of them didn't make it, but only three. <laughs> okay. Three of them made it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because Thank they you, had, Jason. as I established in the beginning, that faith. That faith that we talked about. That Without that faith, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please, to please God. God. Not only is it impossible to please God, it's impossible for you to fulfill your purpose in God. It's a destiny killer. It's impossible for you. to Listen, it's impossible for you to even come to God. When you come to God, it's impossible for you to get what he has for you without faith. It's impossible for you to be the best version of yourself. Because all of that, the realm of the spirit, and it can only be accessed through faith absolutely and so we absolutely. have to talk about faith we can't talk about going through this journey you know to your place of promise to your place of complete divine fulfillment and not talk about faith faith is just a vital vital requirement to get there and not only to get there see because the where the Israelites failed and this is so sad they actually got to the promised land they actually stepped foot in it they Even explored it, they even, you know, did a tour of it in a sense because you know Moses had sent a certain amount of spies there, Mm, (laughs) so they were able to put it. So, at this point, once you're in it, you don't, there's no faith required anymore, really, because you're there. Like he told you, you would get here. You're here. Were there challenges? Yes, but why did the challenges cloud? the fact that they were there like we literally got the s- red sea was split like we could just talk about that mm-hmm. <laughs> walking through yes. dry land yes survival you know the wilderness and seeing manna fall our shoe our the bible talks about how their feet oh my god how their shoes never ran out or the, or, or whatever the language is to say basically that miraculously, they did not look like what they went through. And God kept providing for them in the wilderness. Then to get to the place of the promised land, to step foot in it, Mm. to come back and say, (laughs) the giants in the land, we're like grasshoppers in their sight. You know what they were really confessing is, we don't know who we are in God. We know who God is, but we don't know who we are in God. There's a difference. God could easily just give us things without our participation. He could just, you know, shower us with things. In some seasons of our lives, He does. He just gives us things unmerited favor. I mean, just the fact that we wake up every day breathing free air, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. That's grace. You know that that if if we, if God had billed us for every ounce of free air that we took in. Could you imagine we'd never be able to pay him back. Um but, never. So yeah. <laughs> He's just so amazing. And and I just, you know, I don't want to venture, I don't want to veer off um too much. I'll come back to the, the Israelites, but I want, you know, um you to give you I want to give you an opportunity to talk about what are some of those specific hurdles or obstacles you overcame to, you know, get to your place of destiny. Because, you know, we identified some that the Israelites faced being the Red Sea, the wilderness, you know, they had uh, bouts of doubt, bouts of idolatry where they begin to build, you know, false uh, idol in the wilderness when they thought Moses took too long. Yeah, On the mountain with God, there's just so much to explore there. But I want to give you an opportunity to speak to what were some of along the way
1: some of the hurdles that I can say that I had was facing the fact of abandonment. Um, And when I mean by abandonment, it came up in my life twice Mm. that that was profound. One of them is um, my parents got a divorce when I was 13. So me not having my dad in the home, oh he was in my life, but him not being in the home, I was a daddy's girl. Like that, that was something that I love to, we used to play games together. We used to um, do different things, take me to the park, whatever the case may be. And so when I didn't see that with my own eyes and it was a change, I felt abandoned. And I had to deal with that in my adult years my God. on. And so then it showed back up when I went through a divorce and the same spirit of abandonment showed back up in my life. And I still felt the same way. And so I had to ask God, how can I get a, get this spirit of abandonment that's lurking and in, in my judgment, you know, God gives you certain things, like I said before, different obstacles in your life that you have to allow him to help you with step by step. And one of the things I knew that is a shadow of doubt that helped me was fasting and praying. Those things together Mm. is a profound thing that will help you have clarity in the midst of your pain. He will give you the strength that you thought you did not have and the peace and his steps. It's not overnight and you have to be sensitive to his voice and he will show you each and every day it's going to get better and he's going to allow you to read that scripture that is going to feed you and 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 you're going to birth something out of it so the pain that i had was and the disappointment and the broken heartedness was billing me up to be a christian counselor I realize that now that I'm 43 mm-hmm. years old, I realize I can go back to that little girl, of 13 years old, and I can speak to her today. My God. So that same little girl that comes to mm-hmm. me and might need counseling, I can reach back to that 13-year-old girl and realize, okay, this is how I felt. I understand her pain. Oh, I went through a divorce. I can go back to that headspace. Yeah. And I can use that pain to help someone else when they're struggling. And that's what I'm seeing God and how he healed mm-hmm. my focus because I couldn't stay in that headspace. I had to keep moving and allow God to heal me so I can be used for someone else's healing and someone else's breakthrough and someone mm-hmm. else's to become an overcomer. Mm-hmm. And so I realized yes. the obstacles was not in vain. It wasn't. It wasn't in vain. Yeah. My my story is not in vain. And I realize that every day yeah. God would give me someone to speak life into. And I'm like, Lord, I'm coming yes. from experience. Like... <laughs> God, this is nobody but you. I understand it. I understand why I was put on this earth to do. I understand my purpose, and it's and it's not. It, it, God gives you certain glimpses because He doesn't want to give you the full thing because you're not mature enough to handle it. So, and I'm still not there yet. Yeah he will is it it starts off small and he builds the momentum up and he shows you different things as long as you stay in his in his presence and in his, in his will and that's what i never want to be out of god's will because that's the only way you're going to know the next step in life if if you're out of his will and you're out of his graces how are you going to know the ne- to make the next step you're not going to know right you're going to you're you're not going right. to know at all and i just thank god I thank God for the pruning. I thank God for him never leaving me, never forsaking me. And I can tell anyone that I meet the testimony that I have that the things that I went through didn't break me. It did not. It was for building, for kingdom building, because I'm a kingdom citizen. And I just thank God Mm -hmm. for it. No matter what, no matter what he's brought, um, I faced him and he's brought me through it every single time. He has never, he has never let me down. Never.
0: Praise God. Thank you for being so transparent um, with your testimony and just, you know, uh, walking us through, you know, the abandonment that you felt and the disappointment. These are real life issues that, you know, many that are tuned into that today can, relate to, um, as it relates to, you know, painful experiences. And again, being able to process them in a way that helps us optimize the benefits of the pain because pain, even in the natural pain has a purpose, right? When we feel pain in our body is telling us things, Right, um, the way even the, the 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 nervous system is built, the way pain receptors are built, everything God has literally built pain receptors into us physically to show us that pain has purpose, um, and He's just like naturally we have pain receptors and we have the nervous system pathway to navigate pain properly it's the same way God has given us channels in the well of the spirit to process our pain. He's given us his word. He's given us prayer. He's given us fasting. He's given us his spirit. Right. And just himself. (laughs) Hello, somebody. His presence alone does it all. Um, So we really, while a lot of times people, you know, spend a significant amount of time focusing on what happened to the point where they begin to, I, I, Idolize the painful event or the the offender. They spend a significant amount of time there, where they could spend more time healing. Right? They could spend yes. more time looking at the person who can take the pain away, as opposed to the pain. That's right. You yeah. know, he never intended for us to carry our pain beyond the cross. And let me explain. So when we see Jesus at the cross, we see the epitome of pain. We see I mean, what could be more painful in just that one moment of yes. having nails in your head feet and the yeah. crown of thorns on your head? He literally My became God. the embodiment of pain for us so that we could see that there was an offer for a great exchange. He wanted us to literally come to the cross, give us, give him our pain, our sorrow. In trade of joy and peace and purpose and identity and clarity, so a lot of times what God showed me recently is that, especially in prayer, people go into prayer to give God their problems, which is fine. That's one of the mo- that's one of the benefits of prayer, but they leave with the pain. Yeah. They gave God the problem, but they left with the pain, and. This is a huge problem because God can deal with the problem, but what's going to happen is the pain is going to deal with you yes. if you don't deal with it properly. Absolutely, and it'll come generations. So you to come. you you can't listen. <laughs> it will. N- it does. Listen. That's a whole nother conversation. Okay, <laughs> but it, there's a million ways that this pain resurface (laughs) this pain is going to resurface in the most ugliest way it can lie dormant for years because it doesn't want to leave like you said Mm -hmm. your bloodline it may lie dormant but you're always going to see symptoms of it you're going to see you know manifestations of it until one day it becomes like a snowball effect and literally tries to swallow you up and this yes. is why people end up depressed, suicidal, homicidal you name it because they try to mask the pain or hide behind the mask of the pain when that's never what God wanted. God wanted us to come to the cross and leave the pain there. Yes. And so when you are not going to prayer, or let's before we go into prayer, when we come to Christ. He doesn't just want to save us. He doesn't just want to give us salvation. He wants to give us an abundant life. He want, And what that means is like, it's not just eternal life, but it's abundant life. It's a maximized life. It's a life that has nothing missing in it. So I don't just have the hope of heaven, but I have the joy of living here on earth. I have peace. Absolutely. I have contentment. Things may not be perfect, but I'm laughing, my bills are paid, the ways, I mean, I'm experiencing God, I'm journeying with God, I'm fellowshipping with God, like it's a whole experience it's a journey from the cross to when I see him again in glory yes,
1: yes yes,
0: and so again, on that point of pain God wants us to give it to him and and I had to go through a process of repenting before God, because I realized that I was that person. I was praying without ceasing, but I left so many things outside of the prayer. I left so many things that I, that I needed to give to him. I walked away with every time. And I kept coming back with the same issues, same issues, because I wasn't giving him my all. And your all includes the painful places. And what does that look like practically for someone who's like, okay, I get it. But what does that look like? Practically, what well, what that means is, if you're angry, tell him. If you're sad, tell him. If someone got on your nerve and you're frustrated, tell him. (laughs) If you're confused, tell him. So, I mean, he sees it anyway. Listen, he sees it anyway, and his heart is broken because he's like, my child, I can't snatch it from you. You have to surrender it. I want to take the pain away. I want to take the shame away, but you have to voluntarily give it to me and giving yeah. it to me means that you acknowledge that i can i not only can i take it away but i'm going to give you something in place of it cuz god never just takes things away from us Beauty right? for your age he will take something away and upgrade it let's yeah. go hello yes. okay <laughs> he will take something away to replace it with something better ok yes you want the beauty give me the ashes yes give me the ashes give it to me and ashes there's nothing pretty about ashes ashes speak to death ashes yes. when you think of ashes you think of dirt yes you think of 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 shame of mourning there's nothing there's nothing pretty in ashes he wants the ugly parts of us he wants the the dark the hidden parts he wants it all
1: yes because
0: he does. After we give it, give him our all. Then he does the best work. And to me, God is the best. Is the person that gives the best makeovers. He is the best makeover artist. He is the best. He will give you a spiritual makeover. He will give you a life a makeover. People won't even know. You won't know whether you're coming and going. People won't be able to understand you. They'll be like, "What just happened? Who is this Who person?" Is that? <laughs> Oh,
1: it yes,
0: yes, yes, not he will make you over. that you were just in the listen, you were in the ch- you were in the chamber of God, and you allowed him to work on you. If you just think about in the natural what someone who's going through a makeover goes through, sometimes their hair is cut, sometimes they've changed their hair color, you know, they got new wardrobe. I mean, this could be a whole nother segment, yes, just talking about the process of God giving us makeovers yes he does he does i'm trying to be here so <laughs> i want to I, listen i want to i want to give you back the floor woman of god, to talk about <laughs> to talk about i mean even some of the things that may be coming up on your heart now at this point in the conversation um if you want to add to some of the things that i just said you can
1: yes i i i feel like um when you allow god in your life to do miraculous things that he has already have planned for you. He is going to have you transform. He is going to show, Mm -hmm. he is going to also make your, uh, uh, he's going to prepare a table for you in front of your enemies. He is going to show the God in you no matter what. And especially if you are anointed and chosen by him. He is going to show up and show out in your life that is unimaginable. You couldn't have thought it up any way possible. The things that God has transitioned me into, I would have never, ever thought of, of the achievements he has blessed me with. I was honored with the uh, honorary doctorate in, in um, Christian Humane Letters and the, uh, the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award. This came from God. I had nothing to oh do God. with it. My- Let me tell you, He will bless the works of your hands. He will do such. And I mm-hmm. thank God each and every day that I have breath in me, I will tell the world, God did this. This is not me. This is not
0: me.
1: <laughs> this is him working through me and well, you blessing know, my works. You know what woman God,
0: when you just said something. See, this is this is this this is exactly the experience that not only that God wants for all his children, but when I think about the Israelites. This is what he wanted for them. He wanted them to get to the place where the testimony would be God did this. This is always the end result that God wants. He wants to set things up where everyone looking in at the situation will say, "Mm -mm, Nobody but God did this. Because he says, I will not share my glory with another. He will not give his glory to another. He always wants it. He wants the outcome to always be someone saying nobody but God did that. And so Absolutely. this will mean you going through the wilderness. This will mean having some Red Sea experiences, having some hurdles, having some things that nobody but God can do. This is going to mean you having uh, uh, faith, having to build up your faith, having moments where you you have fiery trials. You are in the midst, middle of a fire. You are in the yes. middle of a storm. Yes, you and you, you, you in a situation where the sea is raging, and you, Jesus is saying, Come, come to me, walk on water. Like, what you want me to walk on? What you want me to do? God, you want me not now. How am I going to do that? Listen, listen. Okay. And so, yes, the ultimate last stop, the place, no matter what that looks like for you, whether it's in your career, whether it's in your marriage your family, your ministry, ultimately, wherever your final destination is, the testimony will always be God did this and he's going to do whatever it requires. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's gonna do whatever yes. it requires to get there. In the case of the Israelites, it was bittersweet because some some of them made it, some of them didn't. It was important for God to show what happens when you don't submit to the process, when you don't believe him, when you let doubt choke the life out of you, when you let doubt creep in and fear make you Elevate the problem above the problem solver, you know, uh, uh, the 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 parts of creation above the creator. I mean, he created it all. Everything and everything seen and unseen is subject to God. And so, there's no obstacle, no hurdle, no problem, no issue, no disease, no demon, no principality, the devil himself can stop or block the child or move of God, the, the only person that can sabotage and stop you is you. That's right. It's your Because will. the Bible tells us, listen, your will, your mindset, your unbelief. The, That's right. the only thing that kept the Israelites out of the promised land, the 98% of them that didn't make it was them. It wasn't the giants. It was their own internal self sabotage, their own, you know, internal dialogue, their own limited beliefs, them yes. not seeing things through the eyes of God, them only seeing things in the natural and not coming up in the spirit. And that is why it's so important to remember that we are not human beings having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a human experience. The enemy is going to come on a daily basis to make us tap into every everything that pertains to being human, everything that pertains to the flesh. You you know the pride of life, the 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 lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Everything he throws at us in this world is always going to be catered to the flesh, always. Yes. But everything yes. that the spirit of God and His Word throws at us is going to be. Contrary to that, complete opposition. So don't always look for things to make sense. Don't always look for you to agree because the spirit, (laughs) your your own spirit, is completely opposed to God and His will by nature.
1: Yes, because it's not making sense to you. And that's not, that's not, that's not of God. You have to continually stay focused on him keep your eyes to the heels where your help coming from because if you don't you're going to be distracted your fears your imagination Easy. easily the images in your head that's not okay. of god it will get you not focused come on that's my prayer every day is to Absolutely. keep my eyes upon him hear his vo- voice and stay focused because if I don't, I can stray away easily. We are just like sheep. We're just like sheep. Absolutely. Just like and sheep. And I just, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. My
0: God. Yes, absolutely. But, yeah. And so I want to give you the opportunity to offer advice to anyone that's tuned in today that may be struggling. right? They're struggling to find their destiny. They're struggling to tap into their journey with god you know they've had some hurdles and they just don't feel like things are going well for them you know on their journey with god what advice would you offer to that person today
1: it starts with baby steps it starts with am i in denial it starts with if i am lord Mm -hmm. god help me in the midst of this to break down the understanding to my level where it takes baby steps to understand what is my next step. And you start with praying. Start small. It, it could be a small prayer just so God can hear your voice where you can tell him what you need, what you're struggling with. Like you said, you he sees it anyway. But you got to start baby steps with him. Allow him mm-hmm. to take it from you. But it starts with you recognizing that, am I in denial? Am I, am I pleasing God? As, am I working for me or for God? Am I a kingdom citizen or am I of, of this world? Those are the things that you need mm. to ask yourself to get yourself back focused as well as self-control. One of the things a lot of people feel mm. like self-control is only about anger. But self-control is also about anxiety, your emotions being all over the place. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the things that you have to give up to God because you're not going to be able to hear God if your emotions is everywhere. Get quiet. Then -hmm. the next step is fasting. Those two things are powerful. Mm -hmm. It will get you back in the will of God, because you can hear his voice on the next step you need to take. That has, That's what's helped me. Fasting and praying is the one thing. And if you're not a believer, you have to confess with your mouth that God is your savior. That's the first step. But once you're over that mm-hmm. and you realize that he's your savior, then you, you start praying to your savior. You start fasting. You start giving up things that you know you love to do. (laughs) I like sweets. (laughs) I'm going to fast from these sweets. I like cake. (laughs) I'm going to let that go. Because I want God to bless me. I want him to get me focused. I want him to guide my life and allow me to understand what my purpose is because some people don't know what their purpose is. They don't know. They're walking around and they don't mm-hmm. understand that you're not just here to just be here. You're here to do God's work and you're here to be a purpose and you're here to be a blessing to someone else. That's what that's what is all mm-hmm. about. And it's a part of ministry and that is a part of my ministry Amen. in my daily walk with Christ. Absolutely. I thank God every day.
0: Amen. This was beautiful, woman of God. I mean, you literally walked us through how to journey with God on, you know, how to stay on the path to the destiny that God has for us. And if I was to just summarize, you know, some of the points that you made, you know, on this journey, we're going to need faith. We're going to need um. To have a posture of surrender so that we're giving him the painful things that we're, we've gone through or are going through so that he's constantly, you know, we're, we're trading in those toxins, those things that will keep us from blossoming into being the fruitful, you know, tree that we talked about that's planted by the river, giving over those toxic things and situations to God. And then, you know, really tapping into the spirit, you know, to our spirit man. Walking in the spirit and doing those spiritual disciplines such as prayer and fasting that you gave us. Those are prayer and fasting is just a great way to keep us mindful that we are spirits having a human experience, that we are spiritual and that we are trapped in this flesh. (laughs) But our final destination is going to be in glory, that we are heavenly citizens on earth. For a season, for a set point to time, but this world is not our home, right? That's and right. so we can be in it, but we can be in it, but know that we're not of it. Okay, and right. so we move we are differently, we talk citizens. differently, we walk differently <laughs> because we know. Come on, come okay. on. That this, you know, I love, I love my parents. I love, you know, everything about, about my culture, being Haitian. But I understand that I came through them. But from God, that I am a kingdom ambassador, that I am a heavenly citizen, that I came from God to Earth for an appointed time, and when yes. it when my assignment is done, I'm out of here, going right back Absolutely. to Absolutely. my Maker, where I belong. I pray that those that were tuned in, I pray that there was something that we said that resonated with you, um, your situation, your spirit, and essentially leads you one step closer to Christ. And if you're tuned in, and you have not yet committed your life to Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what are you waiting for? There is no time like the present. And honestly, the Bible says that in Romans ten nine, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and you believe in your heart that Christ has uh, that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And there is no better decision that's going to guarantee you the best possible life on earth and when you leave this earth. After you've made this decision, I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church that's going to help you to grow and become everything that God has created you to be. And for the ladies that are tuned in, if you're looking for a support system and a group of women to fellowship with and grow spiritually, please feel free to connect with us at Beauty for Ashes Global Women's Ministry, where we offer a variety of ways that you can do that from virtual small groups, girl talk sessions, conferences, retreats, and so much more. You can visit our website today at www.beautyforashes-global.com for all the ways that you can connect and partner with us. And finally, woman of God, I want to give you the opportunity to share with our viewers and those that are tuned in how they can connect with you if they would like to.
1: Yes, you can reach me definitely on Facebook. Um, Again, my name is Ebony Michelle Collins, but on Facebook is Ebony Michelle and it's Collins, but in the parentheses, it just says Ebony. So it's Michelle Collins in then parentheses, Ebony. But um, yes, you can connect with me on Facebook.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. It has been a pleasure, woman of God. Thank you so much for all the amazing nuggets that you gave us today. And God bless you. God bless you until we meet again thanks for listening to a word with dr shirley a platform for faith inspiration and empowerment to connect with dr shirley follow her on facebook or instagram at dr shirley lefevre or visit her website at www.drshirleyphd.com god bless